Hey Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films and we have a message for you. This, this is Mad Shelley Films and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. Let's see what the neighbors let's see what let's see what the neighbors are up to. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Um, and um, yeah, thanks for submitting it and taking the time to do so. So what did you guys listen to while I was gone? Did you listen to it or did you fast forward through it? I didn't hear a word that they were saying. What I like to do with these things, if I hear, if I hear sounds going on out there, I'll put the microphone in here and I'll set it right there. And then I come back and we see, you know, after a couple minutes, I, I, I don't even listen to this stuff, to be honest with you. You're the one listening to it. So you tell me, what did you discover? I'm in the midst right now of uploading the Yachtly Crew DCP to our DCP service, simple DCP, on, um, for Kapow. So... We'll see how this goes through. Oh, there we go. I plan on... There we go. Uh, I plan on... There we go. All right. Uh... Today's the due date. 30th. I'm squeaking by here. <clears throat> if they say no to this, then... Uh, or if they say this doesn't pass, because they'll still let you decide to approve or not approve it. So... Okay, good. Okay, there we go. Confirmation of sent files. Yes, Yachtly Crew infomercial. It's going to play at least twice during the festival. <laughs> yeah, 890 
828 megabytes. Isn't that crazy? How how much information files use up these days? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's astounding. It's a mind blaster, right? Is it a mind blaster? Holy moly. Holy moly. It's a mind blaster. Ideally, we'll have this been going before we know it. Um, I think we're going to have to start delegating certain things to certain people. Oh yeah, I got to get, uh, I got to get him the uh, final draft file. Wow, this is crazy. He is just really doing a great job with this. Each, uh, yeah, each one has its own page. I mean, it's crazy. It's each one has their. Own, I mean, he is so detailed with this. It's crazy. I mean, he puts up. He's putting up all the links. He's really going deep into this thing. Matthew Jones, man, thank you. I mean, this is. I'm so glad we joined forces with this guy. Oh my god, he's phenomenal. Everyone that we've we've joined forces with here has been someone who's got a business that they could put up as, as one of the sponsors. They got, uh, um, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Official selections, this whole page, bam. Yowza. Yeah, they got their own page here and then bam, you, you click on that. It takes them to a whole separate page. Oh my gosh. I mean, he is going beyond, far and beyond. I mean, this is crazy. Check it out. Go to kapow.iff. Uh, I'm sorry, kapowiff.com. Go on to kapowiff.com. You, your, your head will explode. Your head will explode. Uh, there is just a whole lot, a whole lot of stuff here. Yikes. I mean, this is just nuts. Wow. Yeah, all these last minute, uh, all these last minute things here I got. Wow. crazy um wow this is i'm so excited about how all this stuff is evolving oh man i mean i'm just looking on this page here look at all this stuff that's i mean this is just crazy all this stuff it's like Sponsors page. Let's see here. What do we got? Oh, oh, I see. The sponsors are for those who want to want to become sponsors. The sponsors page. 
right, right, right. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm, please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto, let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Hey, Mr. Inspirado Projecto, how are you? I love the messages he sent me. They are awesome, and when I get to putting another episode out there, I'm probably going to use them. (laughs) Just an FYI. Thank you so much again, and yes, I appreciate it completely. I do not mind putting your name out there. So keep them coming, my friend. Hey, stay creative. Keep your head up. And have fun on tour, if you're still on tour. I don't know. (laughs) I've been away for a while, so have a good one, my buddy. Thank you, Awesome Sauce, for that phenomenal message. Thank you so much. Also, the uh, language, Mr. Language. Thank you so much. Awesome Sauce, uh, you know... I enjoy having my uh, celebrity friends, my vast array of celebrity friends to endorse your podcast, so to speak, to put out the words to their friends and family about the merits of listening to your, your podcast. This is... Uh, Something interesting. I well, I'm driving my sister Jenny's car right now. Something happened where she started noticing these charges going on her PayPal. A few, a couple, a couple hundred dollars. She's going, what the heck? And PayPal, like her uh, statement, said that. She, you know, her her uh, bank statement said that she that through PayPal this funding was coming through. But then she'd check her PayPal, and her PayPal would not register what what exactly they bought. In fact, in fact, it didn't even pop up on there. So some thief out there figured out how to breach the security they breached the security so she can't use her card so I'm going to go get some gas right now and I started using I figured I would uh, get to podcast I, I love this, I love podcasting while I'm driving 
because the car, I mean, I have the window open, but usually if you've got the window closed, it becomes sort of a soundproof studio. Welcome to my soundproof studio. Welcome to my, welcome to my natural habitat. Habitat. Welcome to my original habitat. My homemade habitat. Welcome to my sound studio. Habitat. Habitat. Now see we're right out here in a precarious position. Sort of got some traffic here. What made me decide to take the side streets instead of driving regular streets? What what compelled me in those moments in time? What was it? You know, ideally, this person will... I know, I'm supposed to hail to them. Hail to the king, baby. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. I'm zipping. They're dipping in dippity doo don. Ha <laughs> ha. Here we go. There we go. So I've been noticing. So I, I uh, signed up with a TikTok account. So I can use those really cool filters in there. I like combining them. Combining those with the filters that I get in the stories. Of Instagram, Instagram. I'm having a blast. It's it's evolving my excitement, my curiosity, and the more that I I dig around in those what do you want to call them? Gifs, gifs. The more I dig around in there, the more you just find so many little nuggets, and I'm learning the art of pinning them. I'm learning how to do it. I think the right way. You know, at least how I intend. Now, you, you always get those really fun, those happy accidents. Uh, I put those in quotes. I'm just I'm just uh, taking what David Lynch says, the happy accidents. He loves those. He looks forward to those things. I think that's when you're willing to embrace something that you did not intend in the first place. That takes... That takes guts. You know, that says a lot about the psychology of the person who is who's doing that or not doing that. Because you know that if uh, a creator is able to... Uh, you know that if a creator is able to embrace those spontaneous uh, happy accidents, those moments, you know what else that says about them? It says a lot about their character. You know... Okay, let me just take it a step further. So, okay. So, I'll put it this way. What is... What's good embracing about the happy... What's good about embracing the happy accident? The unintended outcome. How cool is that? It's just an unintended outcome. It's not a bad outcome. It's just not what you envisioned it to be. It's not a bad outcome. It doesn't have to be regarded as bad. David Lynch has successfully taken the power away of a of a uh, uh, of a dislikable trait 
that cripples so many filmmakers, which is unintended consequences, for the lack of a better word. Unintended results. So, uh, he takes the power away from that altogether, out of the equation. He goes, okay, you know what? Rather than going, oh, how dare you? How dare you, you know, crazy, unintended thing happening? How dare you, unintended thing happening right now? Uh, try to thwart my, in, my, uh, my creation. How dare you try to knock me off track? And in, instead of, you know, even, even ha- instead of even having that in your brain as an option. See, that's the other crazy thing too. Removing that as an option. What happens when you remove that option? Well, what is that option? It's filled with, what is it filled with? What is that energy? That option of getting angry, getting bent out of shape. What is the energy that's connected with that? What's the outcome? What's the value of it? Well, what happens? What are the ingredients? Well, frustration, anger, um, forcing things, uh, non-cooperative, stubborn. So, you know, those are those traits. Now, let's say you take away, let's say you take away all power of, of an unintended consequence. You go, you take, you take away the definition, you take away the energy that's associated with getting bent out of shape. What are you left with? Okay, well, you want a different option. What are you going to do that in that opposite way? You're going to embrace it. You embrace it. That's the power right there. Embracing it, making it part of the scenery, making it a part of the reality, blending it in with there. That, that, that's what perfect improv is. The only reason why anyone says that something is awkward is because they realize they dropped the ball on an idea. They didn't contribute to it. If they're given another, if they're given that extra option of being able to, in a sense, redeem themselves or to, or to, you know, once again, contribute to it, to it, or to, um, aid in the assist, if so, so to speak, then look at that. Now there's a different, now they, now they can kind of erase the, um, they can erase the, uh, embarrassment, I suppose, of dropping the ball. They can er- erase the, uh, the aw shucksness, um, You know, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got to find out about this. Hold on. I'll talk. That's one of the uh, interesting things about Stanley Kubrick. I saw Lolita for the first time last night. And. So I saw the documentary about him. That comes with this box set. And from what it looks like, the, the people who talked about him, they said that he allowed them to try out every single option. This is why, you know, we always hear about these stories that actors and everybody would just be exhausted on set because he would truly exhaust all options. 
If they had an idea, go, okay, go ahead, try it. If someone else had an idea, you go, okay, okay, try it. That's beautiful. That's perfect. Because now when you want to go try an option, you know, I think one of the great things is that your fellow actor or actress or cinematographer, director, etc., knows what that effect looks like, knows that you can throw those little nuances in there. Peter Sellers is amazing, completely committed to his roles. Oh my God. It's uh, really cool to see. <laughs> really cool to see. So these actors, the reason why they're so good is because they they shaved off all ideas of, oh my God, I got to hit this one thing out of the ballpark. You know, oh my God, we're only doing three takes. I better hit this out of the ballpark. You know, there's not a stiffness. There's no self-awareness. It's taken away the... uh, uh, The hesitation in moving forward with the creation of that reality. It's taken away all hesitations. And... what you're left with is the excitement in exploring new options. People love that with Stanley. They're like, okay, what if I try this? What if I try that? What if I try this? What if I try that? Um, I think if you could just keep running through it like that, running through it like that, run through the scene, run through the scene, run through the scene. This is one of the things that helped out with Bloody Bobby we had two cameras running on there and that helped out so much and then me and uh, the two girls we um, we ran through it ran through it ran through it ran through it and so it was like ping pong ping pong and then it came time to shoot it and so we were just bam we saved a lot of time for those guys. So we just kept running through it. Oh man, it was so so much fun. Alright, we're back now. I got the gas in the car. We'll talk to you. Today's Sunday. The first. It's Josh Eisenstadt's birthday today. He invited me and some other folks to go out to Santa Monica Pier. There's a restaurant over there. And uh, he said it's on the end of the pier. So I'm just going to keep walking when I get there. And just and just let the vibe take me to where I need to go. What's interesting is... He is going to be showing three films September 15th at Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, otherwise known as Kapow IFF, over there at NoHo 7, Lemley, North Hollywood. And he's going to have three showings. It's a 10-year anniversary of a movie called Dark Reel with uh, Lance Henriksen and Eddie Furlong. 
So that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool. That's gonna be really cool. Cause he's got that. He's got a movie called Balance. Inner Balance? And then a movie called The Making of Gnome Killer 2. And uh, these, so he's going to have, basically we're blocking off from 7.30 until just the rest of the night. So he can uh, just kind of take over that theater. And uh, Dana Ashbrook, a.k.a. Bobby Briggs, he's in the short film Inner Balance. So that would be awesome to see him in the, in the uh, audience. Some of, the, some of these uh, folks that he knows who are from uh, Twin Peaks, some of these folks were at his uh, premiere, Spreading Darkness, and I was able to meet them. And it was actually through that that I was able to parlay that into interviews on Inspirato Projecto on the radio on K-Chung. So that's fantastic. And so I'm looking forward to more of that tonight. After that, we're going out bowling someplace. So what I'd like to do is interview these guys. I got my podcast with me wherever I go, you know? Wherever I go, there it is. So I'm going to see what happens with with that tonight. See if, if anyone is game enough to be interviewed and considered for the podcast. Plus, it would be great if I could get some more of those those nice little promos, those uh, endorsements. Those are always great. So, let's see what we can have. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do tonight and see if uh, if that ends up working out in our favor. I'd like to believe it will. I don't have any reason not to believe that it, you know, that it will or any reason to believe that it won't for that matter. So, yeah. We should see how it evolves because uh, sometimes folks just don't want to be interviewed. Sometimes folks just don't want to be asked about their passions, their talents, etc., etc., etc. Some folks do. Some folks are very uh, excited and enthralled to reveal that kind of information about their hobbies, talents, passions, etc., 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 all that great stuff. All that great stuff that makes them cook. I think I was telling you. Um, wait, what was it? What's the name of it? Waging Heavy Peace. That's the name of the Neil Young autobiography that I'm reading. And I keep messing up the title, but it's Waging Heavy Peace. And he talks about how, you know, he's got all these inventions. He's got these projects. He's got all this stuff that he works on. And then, you know, he loves building stuff, putting that stuff together. And then um, it reaches a point where he goes off and he makes music. Because that's, that's what gives him that calming aspect being able to just make music and uh, there are you know there are pros and cons of of, of, ha- of working with a team and and then versus just working by yourself 
ultimately you're going to need a team. You're going to need others to help get kind of get some stuff out there in some fashion, in some fashion. Uh, but that initial, let's say music, painting, those kinds of things, you don't need any permission from anybody. You don't need anyone to okay or not okay what you're doing. You, you know, you're, you're the author, you're in charge of it, and you're the, you know, and you're the one who's calling the shots on, on such things. In which case, sometimes that could be scary for folks. They want to have some sort of structure, a blueprint they can fit in, something that was already, you know, sort of previously set up, so to speak. And then, uh, and then just sort of go along with that flow. Even those who, you know, think about this. Even those who don't go along with the flow. Um, the funny thing is they actually are going with the flow according to someone's rules. Someone's... Uh, Regulations, protocols, etc., etc., etc. Someone is beholden to that, and you know, maybe it's a nine-to-five job. Uh, maybe it's. Uh, I mean, it could be anything. It could be rules with just simply bicycle, you know, staying, staying uh, allegiant to bicycle rules on the road, or. Uh, what have you I'm having I'm having some uh, ingenious and clever and insightful uh, insightful that's what I'm thinking of insightful insights concerning walking down the street with slow moving old people who sort of meander about the entire sidewalk You know, I gotta, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I do a lot of walking. I'm on the sidewalks a lot. Do you, when you're on a sidewalk and you're walking, do you? I guess this all depends on where you're listening to this at. But let's say, for instance, you're listening to this in the United States, where we drive on the right side of the street. Do you try to stay on the right side of that to kind of give an order and, a, and, a, and um, an idea to those who, you know, who are also walking? Like, okay, cool. We walk on the, you know, on the on our right side, so to speak. Or are you someone who sort of meanders all over the sidewalk? Sometimes I'll walk on the left side of the sidewalk if I don't see anyone else coming up towards me, or if I see that, you know, I'm on the right side of the sidewalk and I see that they're sort of moving from their right into my lane. Then I'll, then I'll, you know, I'll use the the other side of the sidewalk. Um, and then, and then the next question is. The next uh, imperative question is, what is your sort of consideration level when it comes to that? Do you, do you sort of, a, you know, suss out the situation? Do you look at what's going on? Like, here comes someone walking towards me, and I'm going to accommodate them. It's a give-and-take situation. Or are you the person who just goes, I'm not moving, bam, this is where I'm at. 
bam, that's what's happening. And that's all there is to it. Because when that happens, um, it, it really... It really is an interesting thing because uh, those who are trying to get out of your way or to make accommodations for you, if you don't make accommodations for them, sometimes they're not left with any choice but to just stop and stand still. I'll do that sometimes. I'll just stop and stand still. If I see that they're taking over the sidewalk and walking towards me, I'll just stop and stand still. Sometimes I'll slow down. I walk really fast. I'm a short guy. I've always had tall friends, so I've had to, I've had to walk fast. So then what I do is I slow down real slow. And then I may, let, them make that, uh, let them make that decision. The interesting thing, though, is when you're walking behind people and they're completely unaware and or uncaring towards that idea of going, hey, you know, let's, just in case someone's behind us and you know, wants to get past us, let's, let's just kind of move over to the right side here. Let's, let's make enough room on the sidewalk. It's everybody's sidewalk. Those are always the, the most interesting considerations to have. Walking on sidewalks, walking through grocery stores. Let me know what your thoughts are, because I'm about to go down on the subway. I'll talk to you later. I just saw a sign for... Uh, I just saw a sign for... For gumbo. I guess it was a food truck and it had gumbo, which then reminded me of Gumby. I'm sure many people have done this. I just thought it'd be so funny because Gumby is like clay. It's made out of clay. Wouldn't it be so funny if gumbo is just made out of gumbo? It's a character. It's just a sloppy, liquidy, food stuff kind of character. Maybe people keep trying to eat them or something or maybe he just makes a mess. Gumbo. Maybe is it a... Is it a bowl? A bowl of gumbo that just kind of slides around? He's a spicy bowl of gumbo. Gum, gum, gumbo. I just had another thought. What if uh, I just, I was reminded of Rambo? There's going to be another Rambo movie. What if, what if the movie was called Gumbo, and instead of bullets and explosions, he he shot out a bunch of gumbo from his cannon. Gumbo grenades, they explode. People are like, ah, it's so hot. It's just like this really hot gumbo that's just splash. Or maybe he, uh, maybe like instead of a grenade, maybe shoots out like bowls of gumbo, and then people. It distracts them. It distracts the bad guys. And then they run over there and uh, just gobble up all the gumbo. Think about it. Could be, could be a, a, a winning series. I am now walking to the pier. You know, I realize um, we always hear about this kind of thing. Um, one of the big keys... To the manifestation is almost not really paying attention to that outcome, not really expecting that thing to happen, really. Um, or rather, 
I'll put it this way, not really putting pressure on that thing to happen. And uh, the reason I proceed my story with that is uh, I was just sitting on the subway. I'm walking, by the way, right now to the, the pier, Santa Monica Pier. And uh, um, I'm uh, walking on my way to Santa Monica Pier, and I was just sitting there thinking, wow, I feel really good right now. I feel really good right now. I feel totally fine uh, just being here on a train. Um, not not needing, not feeling, not expecting uh, a, a, some sort of buzz, if you will. I, I love coffee, as you might have heard me talk about many times before. I love me my coffee. Uh, and I love the buzz I get from it. I love the ideas I get from it. I'm addicted to the ideas is what it is. It's the ideas I'm addicted to, folks. Oh, my God. This is Shangri-La right here. Shangri-La of scooters. I see these things all over the place, man. I don't have any stickers with me. I got my postcard, though. Got my postcard. So, while I was sitting there on on the... um, On the... um, subway, I thought to myself, I'm feeling really good right now. Everything's cool. And then all of a sudden, the fellow that was sitting next to me, uh, all of a sudden, I noticed him out out the corner of my eye. He's drinking something. He was pouring something into a a plastic cup. And I thought, oh my God. And I was was sitting there thinking, I was was seconds away. I was about to say, oh, you're having some road cocktails? And I was just going to say that, just for kicks. You know, not actually thinking that he was really, truly drinking alcohol. Uh, I was just going to say it, just to be a wise guy. All right, having some road cocktails. And and so I, I just kind of put that in my brain. I was thinking about asking him. I didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, a few minutes pass. And then he goes, hey, would you like one of these? And... I, th- I just thought maybe it was an energy drink or something. No, it, it had 9%. It was some... Oh, God, what was it? I threw the thing away. A thin can, 9% alcohol in it. It had vodka. Vodka is now coming out in cans. They are releasing these kinds of things for the general populace. Like, for instance, when I was at the uh, Yachtly Cruise show, over at... Uh, where were we? Um, what town was that? Um, when we were at, uh, what was Yachtly Crew? Oh, oh, it was that concert. It was a part. It was the. Um, it was that place. Capistrano, Capistrano. Oh no, wait, San Marcos. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had these things called over over by the pool area at the bar. They had these things called lime limeritas or something like that. And it was basically a lime margarita in a can. I couldn't freaking believe it. Lime margarita in the can, just right there. There it was. And uh, it's it's cool. It's crazy to see that this stuff is now evolving. We're seeing, seeing much more of this stuff. 
out there in the wild. And, uh, and right here in the wild, I was sitting on the bus, and the guy or on the subway, and he offered it to me, and I guzzled it down. He had a plastic cup. I just guzzled, guzzled it down. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm at, I'm at uh, the corner here of Ocean and Colorado, about to, uh, I mean, this, 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 this uh, train let me off right here, right here, right at the pier. I mean, this is perfect, right where I need to be. And uh, it's just crazy out here now how, how uh, marijuana has just become such a, an open thing, now more than ever. And uh, here we are, just some guy walk, just walking along, hanging out on a corner, just smoking a big joint, and getting a contact high over here. As I walk through his cloud. It's, uh, it's really quite fascinating just to think that this is something that happens now. It's something that's just, here it is, it's just out here, it just happens. Some people drink, uh, drink, uh, um, vodka, canned vodka on the, the, the subway. Other people smoke their joints. Wait a second, what is going on here? We're on the bridge and there are no cars on here. This is fascinating. This just shows you how long it's been since I visited Santa Monica Pier. Last time I was here, there was a whole thing here where, where cars would uh, could park down there. Now it's just pure, just pedestrian central. Incredible. Pedestrian village. Pedestrian city. Just pure, just pure. Uh, I mean, if you were to look at what I'm looking at right now, you just see tons of people just up and down. Incredible. Incredible. So it just goes to show you folks, you can will into existence. Um, oh my god, are you kidding me? You're going this way? Yeah, You're going this way. I was just talking to my podcast about the fact that you handed me that that the vodka on the train, and then I was talking about how crazy it is. Number one, I was like, you know, some people, some people drink vodka out of a can on the subway, and I go, some people stand on the corner with a big joint in their hand, and then sure enough, there's a guy who just just exploded. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was just so funny, and all of a sudden here you are, you show up. Oh my god, of course, this is uh, astounding. So I was gonna say, I think it's fucking one of these restaurants right here, in the and left. that's where you got the food poisoning. Huh? Yeah, just just watch out over there. That's oh my god, saying, well, I think I'm going way over there to the end. And he said something about the end of the pier. I just talked to the girl I was with last night, and she said she got sick as fuck, too. This is crazy, man. Just give me a heads up. Well, are you going to talk to the manager or let anybody know? Absolutely not. (laughs) No? You're not going to tell him? Because imagine how many other people are getting poisoned, and they're just Uh, not saying Yeah, I'm sure somebody else will tell him. Rated rated number 10 as most food-poisoned restaurant on Santa Monica Pier. (laughs) Well, I mean, 10 10 is not a bad spot to be. (laughs) We are rated 10! (laughs) This is the place to go. All you bulimics out there, this is the place to go. This is for sure, right here. Oh, no. What's it called? Ah, uh, shit. The Rust- Albright? No, wait, that's that what not it. Oh, the Albright. That's one. exactly the, the one. The Albright. That's where you got your, yep. your uh, food yeah, poisoning. I'm still fucked up, man. <laughs> God. That's so crazy. Uh, so, we, what? You were just throwing up all over the place or what? Dude, I literally spent my entire morning taking shits. Oh, no, man. And doing cocaine. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. And doing cocaine. Okay. okay, take care. Yeah. That's, so, that's so crazy. That's the guy. That's the guy I was just talking about. That's the dude I was just talking about. Oh, my God. He said he came back from Afghanistan. Now thinking about it, I I, um, I could have podcasted him. However, the thing is that I got his information. I sent him a text. We're going to definitely um, 
get him into the studio and hear his crazy stories of Afghanistan. You know, some of these guys, they come back from there. You'd be considered a veteran, I'd say, right? Anyone who's gone into the war or comes back, they're a veteran of that, of that war, of that foreign war. Oh, the sights. Oh, the sounds. Oh, my God. It's been so long since I've been out here. This is incredible. What the? Wow, 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 wow. This is great. I got to tell you, it's, a, it's an extra added bonus having the, having the buzz buzzing around in the back of your brain. So I was just going to say, um, you know, this just this is another fun example. You get to experience this as it happens, the magic. I didn't even know that guy was walking along the pier. That's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. Of course, right? Of course. Of course. Oh, my God. You know, and this is the cool thing, too. This is the thing I meant to tell you. I, I, um, when I was on the subway, yeah, when I was on the first subway, I was doing the Bashar Cube, as they call it, reality transformation. Or tra- uh, ch- uh, shift, uh, reality shifting. Reality shifting? Shifting transformation? Transformative shifting. Something like that. <laughs> and... I mean, it's a cube. I think I've talked about it before on here. Look it up. Look it up online and 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 check it out. Look up the look up the look up Bashar cube. Oh, transformative shifting. That's what it's called. Look it up and uh, try it out. Test it out. It works best when you write down your dreams and your synchronicities because man, it amplifies them. It amplifies them. Oh, we're out here. Everybody's crowding around. Some kind of dancing. Oh, some little kids, some little kids doing the, uh, doing the, uh, oh yeah, what do they call it? The shuffle? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's amazing. Very rarely do you see DJs doing this kind of stuff when they're, uh, just, just doing it free. You know, they're just doing it out here, doing it, doing it for the fun of everybody. I love it. All these people, all these people from all these places. They all got their stories. They've all got their uh, their intentions. They've all got their excitements. They've all got their dreams, their synchronicities, their astounding stories. Each and every single one of these people have something exciting and important to say. And yet, I bet a lot of these folks probably don't feel that way. They probably feel they're missing missing the mark. Um, or am I just projecting? Am I projecting? Am I feeling like I'm missing the mark? Huh. That's something to go down the rabbit hole on. Am I missing the mark? What's the mark I'm trying to hit? Let's define that real quick. What's the mark we're trying to hit? Oh, pardon me. Um, what's, the, what's the mark we're trying to hit? Well, the mark is basically the intention. The pure intention of, of a process of creating. Yeah, I think I'm nearing... I think I'm nearing the place I need to go to. Let's see. We need to make a change of, of how we're uh, traveling along this pier. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hands on the knees. Hands on the knees. So, um, it's just, it's just fun. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's part, that's part of the joy is when you're in crowds is finding out ways of weaving around, weaving, weaving around. Uh, a lot of the folks on this pier are adhering to the walking on the right side rule. Look at this. Here we are. Last time I came here, I think this place was closed. It's called Marisol. Mariah Sol. I'm going to go in there and see where the heck 
Josh and associates are hanging out. More on this later. More on this. More on this later. So I got to the end of the pier. <clears throat> I texted Josh. Let him know I was here, and he said he's parking now. So I'm going to meet him at the entrance to this pier. I would not be surprised if I happen to see Ryan. Ryan is the guy I met on the, uh, the Afghanistan veteran. I met on the subway. He gave me the vodka drink. Feeling really good. Enjoying a fun time here with the, um, with the people. Um, maneuvering around, maneuvering around, watching the vibes. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Donnie Darko. In fact, that's what I'm kind of visualizing here. Donnie Darko. In that movie, there, you see he's so in tuned with sort of the future, you know, with the all that is. What, what happens is in that movie, you start seeing, uh, kind of like in uh, the movie uh, The Abyss, you see him, because in The Abyss, you see this creature, this sort of like uh, gelatinous, um, underwater sort of transparent creature that's that's uh, <clears throat> moving around down there, underwater, deep, way down in the deep. And <clears throat> uh, you, you see him, you know, you see that happening. And, and so in Donnie Darko, there's something similar where the more he gets in tune with what's going on, you start seeing this sort of invisible gelatinous thing that's just kind of going moving out of his sort of like solar plexus and it moves before he moves it goes there his intention it's like you see the intention before he arrives you see him sitting down on a uh i think you end up seeing i think you see him like sitting down on a uh and sitting down on a couch or something oh by the way the albright okay if you're on the santa monica pier the albright that's where you get food poisoning so in case in case you want to get that that's there for you the gospel of jesus christ oh here we go God, our Creator, loved us and sent His only Son into His world. Christ took our sin upon Himself. He died on the cross. What would happen if I started walking around and I started talking about Usu, Ubiquitous Serendipity, Serendipitous Ubiquity, and I just blasted it out there? The ancient scrolls say. The ancient scrolls say this. The ancient scrolls say that. So, it's intriguing when you think about that idea of our intention, where it's going, and how it fits into the um, landscape of everything else that's going on. So, I'm I'm envisioning that. What I've noticed is, what I've noticed is, I have thoughts in my brain of what direction I want to go in where I want to go, what direction I want to go in, how I'm going to get there. And moment by moment. So I might have this idea in my brain as to what direction I'm going in and the person that I'm walking behind uh, then goes in that direction. So, that I'm, so then now what I'm trying to do is, because then that's making me think, because I have a whole story attached with this that ha- happened in Columbia College. Um... Then that makes me think, okay, am I so in tune 
am I tuning in in that moment so much that uh, I'm almost predicting where these people are going? So rather than it's me moving there, maybe it's I'm, I'm predicting what other people will do. But and then I get bent out of shape if I go in that direction and then they're, you know, moving slow or cut me off. Who knows what? I'm really see those times. It really brings me back to the infinite patience aspect. Really, really digging into infinite patience and um, <coughs> enabling. <coughs> that aspect to unfold uh, so many people out here so many so many observations to be had here there's no telling where these people are from what brought them out here some people have that look about them like they they got it all figured out they know exactly where they're going they know exactly what they're doing they know what the next plan of events are you know what next uh, restaurant they're going to they get you know a lot of these folks they got this stuff planned out you see it in their eyes you see it in their sunglasses you see it behind the sunglasses look at there's an eight someone just walked past with an eight of course there's a dragon on a flaming dragon eight infinity baby of course marvel of course that shows up what a marvel it is to be involved in this kind of madness and on top of that the one guy back there had a marvel t-shirt and then, bam, over here, the little boy who just walked in front of him had an Avengers t-shirt. Wow. We're just going to sit here and point out all the synchronicities, all of the parallels, all of the commonalities and connections that we see while we're out here. Because, um... Wow, so Lyft now has a scooter. There's something else called wheels, where you could kind of sit on this thing. It zips you along. I like those. I'd probably ride something like that. Standing up? Well, I don't know. What, who am I? Who am I? I haven't ridden a scooter yet. Um, is it my paranoia in giving yet another person my private information? Yes, possibly. Now, how does that play? How does that come into play with the manifestation of reality? How does that come into play with, you know, knowing that you create your own reality? If I'm a fearful of that, if I'm, you know, trying to, like, discourage that aspect... Am I encouraging more? They say the things you move away from are the things that, that keep persisting. And, and yet, in addition to that, we still have things that we prefer, still have things that we would much rather do than things we don't do. What do we do then? That's, a, that's an interesting situation to be in then. So do we... Okay, this answer just blipped my antenna. Maybe <clears throat> what we do is... we Maybe what we do then is... We um, do the best we can in just simply dreaming up what we do want. That's what it is. And just not filling the brain space of what we don't want. And not thinking about it, not, not perpetuating it, not uh, worrying about it happening. That could be something. Just simply following towards the things that we like going to give Josh a little text here. At Colorado and Olympic, we're going to send him a little something here. <laughs> All right, let's see how this works. <clears throat> 
It's great that cough, that dude just coughed. I was just going to comment on the fact that um, I think I cough more than I know. You know, when you're, when you're in the middle of doing your own habit, you don't realize what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Um, I remember watching a, uh, a wedding video, and the guy was almost constantly licking his lips. Almost constantly. And um, you know, I I remember one time my buddy Jimmy telling me, "Oh yeah, you know something about back in uh, back in uh, at COD or something." When I met him, he's like, "Oh yeah, you were licking your lips a lot," and it makes me wonder, like, what? Licking my lips a lot? I didn't realize I was doing that. Well, there you go. You don't know. You don't know until you see yourself on camera. Uh, um, Observed in your most um, unexpected state of mind. When you're out there, you're not aware. You're not aware of what you're doing. None no, of us know what we're doing. This is why reality shows must be such an interesting wake up call to people who choose to have their lives recorded. Uh, well, in addition to the idea that um, editing editing plays a large part. I mean, you could you could let's say for instance you let's say for instance you're talking with someone and then you you know they, they say say something about uh, well I love pickles and then all of a sudden I go pickles bleh, you know and I make that face bleh. well the reality show people they they edit that into a different reaction for a different conversation. So they're playing with your reality. They're playing with your reality. Any of you who watch reality shows, and you probably already know this, and I probably don't have to tell you this, but it's good to be reminded. Reality, it's more like surreality. It's a reality type of thing. It's a dream reality. It's uh, it's a reality that's invented by the people who are editing it together, com- uh, composing it together. Here's another thing I like to say. You know what's so interesting? Is that there are uh, so many people, so many different variations, so many delightful variations. I love watching people. There's so many different kinds. See, you look at these folks. And... Uh, just when you think you've seen all kinds of different, all, all the different variations of people, bam, now all of a sudden you see them out there in the wild. It's happened on a couple occasions where I've seen people out there in the wild who I have drawn in the past or I've painted in the past. And then there they are. And then there they are. I've painted them in the past and there they are. So did I paint them into existence? You know, we, you know, we could play with that idea that they didn't even actually exist until I imagine them. Now, there's the the other uh, an, an, an additional side of the coin <laughs> uh, where they already existed, and I just somehow knew it. I just somehow tuned into their existence and and it, and brought them into a. Uh, a physical you know I I how should I put it I drew you know I drew them I already knew they they existed and then I drew them 
and then I saw and they already existed I drew them and then I saw them I love seeing the different combinations of couples too I love it I love it something that's fascinating to me is seeing how different couples butts match up I don't know why this is something I'd like to do I don't even have to explain it nor do I have to uh, 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 whoa uh, it's interesting to see the butts how they match up when they're walking with each other down the street do are they do their butts start at the same height that's, that's something I tend to look at sometimes I'll look at uh, ladies out in the wild any, anybody out in the wild enough and, and then I'll wonder and then I'll wonder is this like an Instagram person? Is this someone who's an Instagram person? Particularly when I see people taking, you know, photos of themselves everywhere. Is this one of those Instagram people who's got like 10,000 followers? This happened in the past. Uh, I have a podcast uh, episode called a Search for Inspirato Projecto Anamarta. A-N-A-M-A-R-T-E? A-N-A-M-A-R-T-E. Yeah, try that one. Try that one. Uh, I, I was in a an Uber. I was driving in an Uber. I was coming back from teaching an after-school improv class that my buddy Darren Tunder teaches. And he sometimes calls me in to, to, uh, to sub for him. And... And uh, I was in the Uber, and she hopped in. I just started interviewing her. And then I look at her up on Instagram. She's got, you know, uh, like 10,000 10, followers or something. And you, never, you never know anything. One person's value system is another person's just, it doesn't even exist. It's like that girl existed independently of her Instagram status with or without all of her followers. I wonder if that changes the perception of people's minds when they when they know that someone has um, people watching what they're doing and then you know, is that in the back of their brain of thinking holy cow, I'm talking to this person who has, you know, oh, 100,000 followers or whatever. Am I sort of good enough to be one of those followers? Well, people who uh, appreciate the art that you're doing, any sort of art that anybody's doing, they're, they're all shapes and sizes, all kinds of intellects, all kinds of nomenclatures. Uh, and to go along with that, what kind of society... Uh, like, do, do we really want to... Okay, let's see. Let's see. Put it this way. Uh, um, okay, let's say someone had one million followers, and all those followers are just very shallow, very light-minded, very low-hanging fruit. You know that kind of stuff. So, if those are the followers that they have. Uh, do you want to be associated with that kind of crowd? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. 
Uh, but don't feel bad. I mean, think about the VIP sections. Think about uh, who's in the VIP sections. Think about um, those specialized things. Each and every single one of these people's, uh, every single one of these people's, has uh, hopes, dreams, struggles, etc., etc., etc. Let's say um, someone in a, in a VIP uh, place has like a million followers. Let's say they got a million followers. And they're just like, okay, someone has, okay, so some, let's say one of those people or, or a bunch of those people are rich, but they're completely unsatisfied with their lives. Is that worth? Is that? Is that? I mean, is that? Is that what you're looking for? To be that rich person, unsatisfied with life. Do you want to be? Do would you? Uh, you could switch perspectives to the starving artist, so to speak. Quote: Starving artist, unquote, who uh, is living paycheck to paycheck, perhaps. And I'm not saying it's these two extremes. I'm not, not by any means. It's just an interesting experiment. Um, so it's like, you're the starving artist, so to speak. You're living pay to paycheck to paycheck. However, you have, you're afforded the ability to do exactly what you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it. Uh, like, for instance, I had a conversation at one of the latest meetings for Kapow. And I found some interesting secrets some very, very interesting secrets about all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. Some of these people, some of these, uh, let's say, influencers on, on Twitter, they, they have, and, and actors and actresses for that matter, these, some of these people who are really high up that we, we, we go, we go, you know, I want to be like that person. I want to be more successful than them, or I want to be just as successful as them, or I want to, you know, be in that position. And then, and then you look at what that life is actually truly composed of and it, it, it's 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 you know a lot of like you know some of these folks have like um five or six handlers telling them what direction to go in what drink to choose uh like like i heard for instance let's say let's say for instance you um you, you you're doing catering at a uh, let's say the Kardashians you're doing catering there and let's say Kardashians have some kind of deal with Pepsi and Pepsi is giving them big time money they it require you to sign an NDA before you even do catering before you even working at that place because if you take photos of their kid drinking let's say they got Coca-Cola in the fridge and you that is a dynamic motorcycle right there oh my god that's a dynamic motorcycle I can't even describe that monster that beast that music you heard was coming off a, a big motorcycle. It looked very uh, sort of medieval in nature, kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of renaissanceical. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but it's you know ga- that Game of Thrones type of vibe. So, do do you want to have a series of handlers telling you what to do, when to when to do it, how to do it? They're building your brand. They're telling you when to post your Instagram stuff. They're um, oh boy, look at this. Here I am. 
here I am, and there's a guy who rode up to the stoplight wearing a rock star shirt. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's uh, endorsed by them. He's called the Wheelie King. Okay, let me see if I can take a picture of this guy. The Wheelie King. There he is. As he rode up to the stoplight, he had a wheelie going. Oh my god! And then and then he puts the wheel down. He puts the wheel down, stops, and then I see on the on the front of his thing it says the Wheelie King, and there's some blinking lights. Oh my gosh! You never know who you're gonna come across out here. So folks, just think twice about it. You know, it's up to you. Do you want to have a bunch of people telling you what to do, where to go? People you got to answer to before you do stuff. <clears throat> a whole team of people sculpting your existence. We look at some of these stars and we go, "Why are you so depressed? Why are you killing yourself? Why are you on heroin?" By the way. I got a strange vibe right now from Joaquin Phoenix. I, I'm actually worried for him. I'm worried for Joaquin Phoenix right now. Something tells me he's on heroin, and I don't want to say it out loud. And I did not spread that rumor. It's just reminding me of the Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff. You know, you look at look at Joaquin Phoenix interviews. That's all. I'll just leave it at that. Um, except except for this. Uh, the new Joker trailer is phenomenal. Check out that Joker trailer. Oh, my God. Check out the Joker trailer. People keep telling me that I look just like him. Well, when he's dressed as, when he's as Joker, they keep telling me that that's you. That's you with your beard shaved and your hair shorter. That's you right there. It's like, wow. It is. It's crazy to see it. It's crazy to see it. <clears throat> Added to the fact that some of the stuff that happens in that trailer echo some of what goes on in the uh, the movie Legend of Fall Creek, the movie that I acted in that we're going to be getting out there into the world. So, so just think about that. Do you want to be that person who is uh, being led around, told what to do, what not to do? Or do you want to be that person who's just sort of, you're wild, you're free, you're doing what you want? And uh, and and you don't know what's going to happen. Some of these handlers, they got your entire life <clears throat> worked out throughout the whole year. Okay, during fall, we're going to do this whole thing. During winter, we're going to do that whole thing. During summer, we're going to do this whole thing. And they already got it all planned out. It's uh, really, really quite interesting. I just saw a kid pass by me who could have possibly been someone that I had substitute taught for before. It's tricky sometimes. And some of these kids, some of them are, they're growing facial hair. They're, they're, uh, they're taller. Uh, there's a gal I remember substitute teaching for. And uh, I remember substitute teaching for. And, and I ended up seeing her you know, a year later or something, walking around with this kid late at night. I'm thinking, okay, this girl's what, 15? Uh, they're all work- walking late at night, and I thought, okay, something's going to happen there. And sure enough, sure enough, within a few months. Sorry, get a little bit bigger. And then, you know, throughout the year, all of a sudden, Bam. There they, there they were walking through the streets and she's pushing a baby carriage. My heart goes out to that situation. It's not my kid. What if that was my kid? 
Those kids I substitute tough for, those are my kids. I care for those guys. Every once in a while, I'll see them out there in the wild and... It's quite intriguing. All right, folks, I'm going to go look for Josh Eisenstein right now. Thank you for listening to this extraordinary rambling session. We will talk to you more later. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto.